Section 13 of The Grey's Anatomy, Part 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 2 by Henry Gray. Radio ulnar articulation. Articulatio radio ulnaris. The articulation of the radius with the ulna is affected by ligaments which connect together the extremities as well as the bodies of these bones. The ligaments may consequently be subdivided into three sets. One, those of the proximal radio ulnar articulation. Two, the middle radio ulnar ligaments. Three, those of the distal radio ulnar articulation. Proximal radio ulnar articulation. Articulatio radio ulnaris proximalis. Superior radio ulnar joint. This articulation is a trochoid or pivot joint between the circumference of the head of the radius and the ring formed by the radial notch of the ulna and the annular ligament. The annular ligament. Ligamentum annular radii. Orbicular ligament. This ligament is a strong band of fibers which encircles the head of the radius and retains it in contact with the radial notch of the ulna. It forms about four-fifths of the osseofibrous ring and is attached to the anterior and posterior margins of the radial notch. A few of its lower fibers are continued around below the cavity and form at this level a complete fibrous ring. Its upper border blends with the anterior and posterior ligaments of the elbow, while from its lower border a thin loose membrane passes to be attached to the neck of the radius, a thickened band which extends from the inferior border of the annular ligament below the radial notch to the neck of the radius is known as the quadrate ligament. The superficial surface of the annular ligament is strengthened by the radial collateral ligament of the elbow and affords origin to part of the supinator. Its deep surface is smooth and lined by a synovial membrane which is continuous with that of the elbow joint. Movements The movements allowed in this articulation are limited to rotatory movements of the head of the radius within the ring formed by the annular ligament and the radial notch of the ulna, rotation forward being called pronation, Rotation backward supination. Supination is performed by the biceps brachii and supinator, assisted to a slight extent by the extensor muscles of the thumb. Pronation is performed by the pronator teres and pronator quadratus. Middle radio ulnar union. The shafts of the radius and ulna are connected by the oblique cord and 
the interosseous membrane. The oblique cord, corda obliqua, oblique ligament. The oblique cord is a small flattened band extending downward and lateralward from the lateral surface of the tubercle of the ulna at the base of the coronoid process to the radius a little below the radial tuberosity. Its fibers run in the opposite direction to those of the interosseous membrane. It is sometimes wanting. The interosseous membrane, membrana interossea antibrachii. The interosseous membrane is a broad and thin plane of fibrous tissue descending obliquely downward and medialward from the interosseous crest of the radius to that of the ulna. The lower part of the membrane is attached to the posterior of the two lines into which the interosseous crest of the radius divides. It is deficient above, commencing about 2.5 cm beneath the tuberosity of the radius, is broader in the middle than at either end, and presents an oval aperture a little above its lower margin for the passage of the volar interosseous vessels to the back of the forearm. This membrane serves to connect the bones and to increase the extent of surface for the attachment of the deep muscles. Between its upper border and the oblique cord is a gap through which the dorsal interosseous vessels pass. Two or three fibrous bands are occasionally found on the dorsal surface of this membrane. They descend obliquely from the ulna towards the radius and have consequently a direction contrary to that of the other fibers. The membrane is in relation in front by its upper three-fourths with the flexor pollicis longus on the radial side and with the flexor digitorum profundus on the ulnar, lying in the interval between which are the volar interosseous vessels and nerve, by its lower fourth with the pronator quadratus, behind with the supinator, abductor pollicis longus, extensor pollicis brevis, extensor pollicis longus, extensor indices proprius, and near the wrist with the volar interosseous artery and dorsal interosseous nerve. Distal radioulnar articulation, articulatio radioulnaris distalis, inferior radioulnar joint. This is a pivot joint formed between the head of the ulna and the ulnar notch on the lower end of the radius. The articular surfaces are connected together by the following ligaments. The volar radioulnar, the dorsal radioulnar, the articular disc. The volar radioulnar ligament, anterior radioulnar ligament. This ligament is a narrow band of fibers extending from 
the anterior margin of the ulnar notch of the radius to the front of the head of the ulna. The dorsal radioulnar ligament, posterior radioulnar ligament. This ligament extends between corresponding surfaces on the dorsal aspect of the articulation. The articular disc, discus articularis, triangular fibrocartilage. The articular disc is triangular in shape and is placed transversely beneath the head of the ulna, binding the lower ends of the ulna and radius firmly together. Its periphery is thicker than its center, which is occasionally perforated. It is attached by its apex to a depression between the styloid process and the head of the ulna, and by its base, which is thin, to the prominent edge of the radius, which separates the ulnar notch from the carpal articular surface. Its margins are united to the ligaments of the wrist joint. Its upper surface, smooth and concave, articulates with the head of the ulna, forming an arthroidal joint. Its undersurface, also concave and smooth, forms part of the wrist joint and articulates with the triangular bone and medial part of the lunate. Both surfaces are clothed by synovial membrane, the upper by that of the distal radioulnar articulation, the under by that of the wrist. Synovial membrane. The synovial membrane of this articulation is extremely loose and extends upward as a recess. Recesses sacchiformis between the radius and the ulna. Movements. The movements in the distal radioulnar articulation consist of rotation of the lower end of the radius around an axis which passes through the center of the head of the ulna. When the radius rotates forward, pronation of the forearm and hand is the result and when backward, supination. It will thus be seen that in pronation and supination, the radius describes the segment of a cone, the axis of which extends from the center of the head of the radius to the middle of the head of the ulna. In this movement, the head of the ulna is not stationary, but describes a curve in a direction opposite to that taken by the head of the radius. This, however, is not to be regarded as a rotation of the ulna. The curve which the head of this bone describes is due to a combined anteroposterior and rotatory movement, the former taking place almost entirely at the elbow joint, the later at the shoulder joint. Radiocarpal articulation or wrist joint. Articulatio radiocarpi. The wrist joint is a condyloid articulation. 
the parts forming it are the lower end of the radius and undersurface of the articular disc above, and the navicular, lunate and triangular bones below. The articular surface of the radius and the undersurface of the articular disc form together a transversely elliptical concave surface, the receiving cavity. The superior articular surfaces of the navicular, lunate and triangular form a smooth convex surface, the condyle, which is received into the concavity. The joint is surrounded by a capsule strengthened by the following ligaments the volar radiocarpal, the dorsal radiocarpal, the ulnar collateral, the radial collateral. The volar radiocarpal ligament, ligamentum radiocarpium volare, anterior ligament. This ligament is a broad membranous band attached above to the anterior margin of the lower end of the radius to its styloid process and to the front of the lower end of the ulna. Its fibers pass downward and medialward to be inserted into the volar surfaces of the navicular, lunate and triangular bones some being continued to the capitate. In addition to this broad membrane, there is a rounded fasciculus, superficial to the rest, which reaches from the base of the styloid process of the ulna to the lunate and triangular bones. The ligament is perforated by apertures for the passage of vessels and is in relation in front with the tendons of the flexor digitorum profundus and flexor pollicis longus. Behind, it is closely adherent to the anterior border of the articular disc of the distal radioulnar articulation. The dorsal radiocarpal ligament ligamentum radiocarpium dorsale posterior ligament the dorsal radiocarpal ligament less thick and strong than the volar is attached above to the posterior border of the lower end of the radius its fibers are directed obliquely downward and medialward and are fixed below to the dorsal surfaces of the navicular, lunate and triangular, being continuous with those of the dorsal intercarpal ligaments. It is in relation behind with the extensor tendons of the fingers. In front, it is blended with the articular disc. The ulnar collateral ligament ligamentum collateral carpi ulnar internal lateral ligament the ulnar collateral ligament is a rounded cord attached above 
to the end of the styloid process of the ulna and dividing below into two fasciculi one of which is attached to the medial side of the triangular bone the other to the pisiform and transverse carpal ligament the radial collateral ligament ligamentum collateral carpi radial external lateral ligament the radial collateral ligament extends from the tip of the styloid process of the radius to the radial side of the navicular some of its fibers being prolonged to the greater multangular bone and the transverse carpal ligament it is in relation with the radial artery which separates the ligament from the tendons of the abductor pollicis longus and extensor pollicis brevis synovial membrane the synovial membrane lines the deep surfaces of the ligaments above described extending from the margin of the lower end of the radius and articular disc above to the margins of the articular surfaces of the carpal bones below it is loose and lax and presents numerous folds especially behind the wrist joint is covered in front by the flexor and behind by the extensor tendons the arteries supplying the joint are the volar and dorsal carpal branches of the radial and ulnar the volar and dorsal metacarpals and some ascending branches from the deep volar arch the nerves are derived from the ulnar and dorsal interosseous movements the movements permitted in this joint are flexion extension abduction adduction and circumduction they will be studied with those of the carpus with which they are combined end of section 13